When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buckets. That's the name of my boat. Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Everybody who watches his show on a regular basis knows my love of the stretch four. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to Tallahassee. It's mercy if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pin and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This shallow, pretty girl dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Peep the gameplay, you want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. Yeah, out of town. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. Woo! We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. 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 I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Buckets. It's a two-man dynamic duo tonight. We got myself, Matt. We got Vish. Vish, how are we doing tonight, man? Well, I mean, <laughs> title, title of the show says it all, dude. The title of the show says it all. I'm Well, you know, Bob Leach was looking forward to this. Uh, I yeah. think he was the only one. <laughs> we, we, got, think... we, we got some uh, old friends in the chat. Kings today, Dan Berry, Evan, my co-host on uh, our F1 show. So we got some friends around David Scott. Yeah, we're gonna get into this. Um, fortunately, there's like, we're pretty class signs already. Yeah, so, so we're good on, on that front. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, not on other fronts though. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and NIT is a stretch. We're not even on the bubble at this point. So. Yeah, we're maybe CBI. I mean, I don't know that we necessarily have players to play it. To be honest, with shallow as it is, and I don't yeah. know who's sticking around, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that. I think as part of the show. Yeah. Shout out to Bryce as well. Friend of the show, shout out Bryce. So yeah, we are we are absent. Melissa, um, she had a personal commitment, so uh, yes, so just kind of impromptu. Is not here. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of impromptu. Mac Mac got back from Costa Rica. Um, I'm back. I, got back last night. I, I got COVID, but we scrambled to get this show out. So <laughs> still make it happen. Yeah, still show still up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I guess I guess before I'm, we we dive into the disaster of the men's team, we should shout out. It is National uh, Sport Women in Sports Day, and uh, you know we are a basketball show. We do cover the women's program, which is doing sig- significantly better than the men's program. Shout out to Katie Meyer and that whole uh, crew over there. Went to an elementary uh, middle school today and volunteered. Uh, they play Clemson tomorrow at six p.m. If you're in the Miami area, five dollar tickets. Get out there, support them. Um, but that said. Elephant in the room. So obviously <laughs> I wasn't able to watch this yeah. game. I more followed it on via box score stats. 
um, which is completely different. Um, I didn't have access to cell network for the entire second half. Cause I was, I was uh, going to see sea turtles. So we were in a like remote beach. So long story short, get back to the bus, load up the phone, see like 200 messages in our group chat, the buckets group chat. I'm like, Oh no, this can't be good. Immediately go to Twitter, see the final score, get very confused. Cause I thought it was the halftime score. And then I was like, wait, what? This doesn't make sense. And I'm like, wait, we scored 38 points in the entire fucking yeah. game. And, 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 you know, went, went on a nice little run towards the end to get to 38. So, and so it, it was, it was, it, the offense was worse than 38 points. <laughs> wait, wait, did you just say went on a nice little run? Yeah. We, we strung some buckets together against their walkouts to elevate up to 38. I mean, I was afraid we weren't going to break 30 for a while there. It was. Like I said, the, the score was we we're actually worse offensively than the score showed. Yeah. So I know obviously I wasn't able to see the game. I watched snippets of it. How much of it was us not hitting shots, their defense affecting us? You know, like what what percentage would you kind of gauge it at? It, it was both. Like I, I mean, and, and I can pull the box up, but as as you know, we shot two of twenty from three. I would say most of those are looks we would we would want to be taking. Look, we are a perimeter shooting team. Yeah. I, I think what ended up happening though is the response to those shots not going in early. You know, a couple of them went in and out, a couple of them were bricks just flat out. And but they're not necessarily like shots you're like, oh, don't take that shot. This weren't going in. Our response was to try and not stick with the offense, but force the drive into the paint, which is exactly what UVA, the pack line defense eats that up. And that's when the turnover started and it just snowballed from there. Um, whether or not, you know, had we stayed within touching distance, some of those shots might've fallen better. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, we, we didn't make open shots, which then, then we exacerbated it by forcing. The, the last thing you want to do is try to drive the ball into the pack line part of the defense you know we just that's what we were doing well and i think too there's a difference between like driving directly into the help and trying to pass or do something like as soon as you're double teamed or like they're about to strip you versus like taking one dribble waiting like make it's all about timing is what i'm trying to say right and i feel like if there's anything about this team is they don't understand the timing of it i mean you see the stats with with turnover percentage. I mean, we're 193rd in college basketball right now in turnover percentage, which is God awful for a team that's supposed to pride itself on elite guard play with the style we play. Right. I mean, that's horrid compared to the past two seasons. Um, so, I mean, we've shown that we've have questionable decision-making, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think part of it's definitely like, and, and we once again had those situations where, you know, we're throwing the Hollywood passes and it's just, you know, you might, you might get it there one out of five or six. It's not. And then, you know, that's not, these are not high percentage passes. I mean, Norchad tried a couple more no looks that got stolen. I don't know what's even, you're the center dude. Just make a two hand chest yeah. pass and like move the ball. Like you don't need to be doing that. But also I'd say generally as a team, we're way too comfortable trying to dribble into and through traffic. And a lot of those balls get tipped and stolen, and that was definitely the case here as well. And then, obviously, I mean, 
David Scott asked the question. This is certainly part. I mean, Keyshawn getting injured four minutes in the game was certainly not something we could afford. We can't afford to have any of. There's six guys on this team that are actually good um, or capable of playing well, and we can't afford to not have any of them. So whether the drop off is way too right. So whether it, it's been this year, it's been Nigel. It's been you know. Then it was Wooga. Then it was Matthew. Norch had missed a game, and now Keyshawn. Like you can't afford to have any of those guys missing and throw Bensley in there if he gets hurt. You can't afford that either. Um, yeah. So we've just had rolling people out. With that said, this go this, this performance to to David's question. It's definitely more than just that. Um, you know, we were fully healthy when Kentucky blew us off the court in a very similar manner to something we've seen repeat multiple times this year. So it's not just you know Colorado too. We had the whole team there. No one was injured. So it's it's not just you know the injuries. The injuries I think have, have hurt, but we've also I mean, look, we were we were more competitive against Wake Forest and Syracuse than we were in some of these other games, and yeah. that's with injuries, right? So I, I mean I I don't know. I, yeah, it's 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 I mean obviously you know we talk about the injuries we've dealt with a significant amount of them more so than the past two years. Um, you know, it's, it's a fact, you know, I'm not using it as an excuse, but I feel like this is the time right now, like where you start to see teams kind of like reach, not reach their ceiling, but kind of like progress together, you know? Right. And I feel like we haven't seen that because of all of the injuries guys are not playing with each other or that sounded so pause guys are not (laughs) building that chemistry um, (laughs) through uh, playing together on the court. And it's, it's tough. I mean, basketball is a a game about chemistry. Like, you know, like you look at UNC, the team that we're going to play this season, you could argue that the talent they have this year is not as good as the talent they had last year, but the pieces fit better together, right? Like you can have really good pieces that don't fit together um so it's gonna be to answer david's question we haven't gotten an update on that yet um there is no press availability normally they do uh press availability on monday but because we were playing coach i wasn't part of the acc one where they do they do 10 minute spots with every coach um since we were playing that day didn't do it uh we're gonna get into coach l's behavior on a on Monday in total, but the press conference was one sentence and he walked out. So I forgot about has, that. <laughs> I mean, we're, no, we're going to get into it. Him, like, I, I mean, I don't know. We're, hmm. we're going to talk about his behavior on the bench as well, but his press conference yeah. was literally, he beat the press into the room, was sitting there when they got in. Um, someone asked a question about what changed after the beginning of the game. Cause we we're actually up seven to two, believe it or not. Yeah. I remember. Um, and then, and then, it, then it kind of went bad from there. And he said the game essentially was his answer, and he walked out. <laughs> so we don't have an update on that. Um, the fact that you know they they taped it up, and then he couldn't um, couldn't go is not a great sign. Um, I I don't I don't know. Um, Daps is going to be a hundred percent, but we'll, we'll see if he plays or not. There's been nothing nothing coming out of again. There hasn't been a press availability really to ask since he. Uh, to, to be honest, blew off the press conference after the game, which is when you would normally have asked that. Yeah. 
I mean, well, we so let, well, I mean, so look, the, the Virginia game went sideways. We didn't shoot well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned. I do want to unpack a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned the team chemistry. I think that's definitely part of it, right? Yeah. But we did. We did have five guys on the court that are used to playing together. And. Yeah. No, I'm saying more from like a general perspective. No, no, I, I get, I get, I get it. No, no, but I, I get it. But I think what. I don't know what the right answer is because I mean we can talk about Nigel Pack's shooting, you know, falling off, especially over the last week, right? He struggled yeah. against Virginia Tech too and was 0 for 8 against Virginia. Some of that might be in the amount of minutes he's playing. So maybe, you know, maybe there's some merit to extending out some of the backups, but I mean that first half, once Keyshawn got injured, you know, we didn't actually have Bensley with the four other starters on the court for the next 12 minutes because he had Nwoko or Jobe out there the entire time. And, you know, as the game slipped, because again, we were winning when that injury happened and he allowed the game to essentially get put away because you go down double digits against Virginia, you're basically done. You're going to take the air out of the ball. And without having those five guys on the court together, to me, that's not really acceptable. And I, I understand you can't just, especially when anyone gets injured, you can't just have five guys play 40 minutes. That's not going to happen. But I do think, you know, I don't, I think there's probably been a little bit too much of maybe this will work and giving guys run that, like, I mean, look, Joe Bay rewarded it against Pitt when he all of a sudden came in the game. This is the same guy who had not played since like the Stonehill game. And to the previous weekend when when Norchad was injured and you know Wooga got into foul trouble and Keyshawn got into foul trouble, Coach L chose to play Matthew Cleveland 40 minutes instead of put Joe Bay in the game. And the next game he's given him 20 minutes and then 20 minutes and then he got double digit minutes against Virginia. Like there's no way a switch just flipped. And I do think it's a little bit too much, you know, guessing, oh, maybe this will work. He wants depth. I think we need depth. We just don't have it. It's like facing reality of that. And yeah. have to have um, first Nwoko for three minutes, then Jobe for six minutes in the first half of that game. And Virginia score 19 of their 29 points in those nine minutes and only 10 in the other 11 minutes and have Coach L just sitting there. And actually multiple times he was trying to make a sub but the ball never went out and he just let it ride. And I'm like, dude, use the timeout, make the sub. We're getting killed out here. And he did allow the game to get out of hand in the first half with either Nwoko or Jebe out there for a majority of when it happened. You got He's got to adjust to what's happening there. But yeah, sometimes if someone gets two fouls, you got to leave them in, in the first half. We just don't, we can't afford to not have Norchad on the court or to not. I mean, we the Virginia Tech game, we came back and won. We lost that lead and almost lost the game because he sat in Norchat for 12 minutes or whatever when he got a second foul. At some point, you got to just bring him back and roll the dice. Like, I think it's been a little bit too stubborn. You got to adjust to what you have, which is zero depth and a huge drop off to the backups and just, you know, extend everyone's minutes, have people play with fouls because you can't afford to have these other guys on the court. And, I don't know that we've seen that flexibility there. Um, 
certainly he was trying to buy minutes with Nwoko and buy minutes with Joe Bay. Um, and, and, you know, it didn't work. Yeah. And the offense was never working, but, you know, there is a, there is a version of this game where you play Virginia in the forties, but when you give up 19 points in, in nine minutes in a nine minute stretch, cause you're trying to buy didn't, minutes with Joe Bay and Nwoko, then it's over. Didn't Jacob Groves have like their first, like he had like six or seven of their like first points, I think. I mean, it, the defense dropped off noticeably when we subbed for the reason you were talking about. Like, everyone's disconnected. They're not used to playing together. These are lineups that have very little court time together. And once you make those, start making those subs, it's, it, it was they were able to, to slice and dice the defense when we, we, when we had any of the backups in, with the exception of Ben's lose, basically a sixth starter. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think he's just got he's got to be a little bit more hands on. I think he's still trusting because we do have a veteran team them to play through things that they don't appear capable of doing, and we have allowed games to escape. But this Virginia game ended up getting blown off the court. It probably doesn't matter, but yeah. you know some of those other ones when you lose to Syracuse at the buzzer, um, you know God. the the Wake Forest game with the you know the Matthew Cleveland the ball. Um, um, you know, goes halfway in and out, or you win that toilets game. in and out. Yeah, I mean that is um, those are tough. But then if you go look, did he really need to sit Wogan Kishan the entire first half of the Syracuse game because they both got two fouls? He didn't sub the last four teammates. Did you really need to do that? Could you not have brought one of them back and said, "Let's risk this"? You know, all that stuff adds up at the end of the game when you lose at the buzzer. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't feel he's been. I don't. I don't think this has been Coach L's best coaching job either. Putting it mildly. Yeah. I mean, I think the blame goes all around, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I don't know. So I want to get your take on something. I feel like, in general, like just from the whole season perspective, like looking at this team and like, you know, obviously you lose Jordan Miller, you lose Isaiah Wong. Um. I kind of felt I thought that Nigel Pack was going to take that like next step up, but he's kind of regressed in an expanded role. Like he's taking more shots, but he's his percentages are way lower. I think he's averaging the same amount of points as last season, maybe like half a point more or something. Um, I feel like this team doesn't really have like a number one guy that you know, like you're going to give the ball to, like to get a bucket when you really need it. And I feel like that's something you kind of need. I think it's something we had last year with Zay. I think it's something last year, no matter what he was shooting, you know, you could, you still were going to trust him to do it. Um, I think even Jordan Miller at times last year too. Yeah. Um, but um, also um, Cam Agusti the year before. Um, I don't really feel like we have that this year. I, th- I feel like Norchad could be that, but like he's been battling foul trouble. He has like right now he has the fourth most minutes played, I think, in terms of percentage on the team. And that should not be the case. I think are we both in agreement that he should have the most minutes played? Yeah. I mean, he's the only guy far. you can't you can't sub anyone in for without major. Yeah. So. so like how do you feel about I feel like basically I guess what I'm trying to say is this team feels like a lot of guys that are kind of like really good second, third option guys, maybe role players, but we don't really have that one guy. That you can really yeah, trust. And, and even you mentioned Norchad, like it's 
it's harder to do that through a big. So yeah, I mean, I I I think I think the idea was Wooga would be that guy, and it just it hasn't happened. Some of his injuries, you know, we, the whole season has an injury asterisk by it, right? Like as Moose yeah. says, you know, there's there's a we've everyone literally we have essentially six starters. The fifth one of the year just got injured. Like I mean, it is what it is, right? So I'm I'm a, I think that has impacted Wooga some, but I think the idea was he would be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> to do that, because Nigel's always going to need space to get a shot up. He's not going to rise up over people and get a shot up. I think the idea was Wunga would be able to do some of that. Yeah, it's frankly at the end of a game, end of game situation, it's fine for Nigel to have the ball in his hands. It's pro- ball is probably going to come out of his hands because it's very easy to take away, you know, an undersized three point shooter and force him to give the ball up. Um, so I, I don't think he was ever going to be, you know. So for Nigel and let him go to work because they can get someone bigger on him. They can crowd him. You can trap him and force him to give the ball up because he's really just looking to get his jumper off. Hmm. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I, I mean, at the end of, we, we did have, at the end of the weight game, we drew the playoff for Cleveland. Yeah. We did get the look. It didn't go in. You did, um, did get the look. I mean, at Syracuse game, it ended up it, the ball found Bensley essentially after they trapped everyone else. But he had that baseline jumper. Usually makes he missed it, and then Syracuse <laughs> went down, hit the three to win the game. So I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those years in a way. But yeah, we don't, don't really ask. Like no, but we is. don't. We don't. We don't. To your point, and yeah, Jordan Miller stepped up at times, but we knew, you know, if we need a bucket. The ball's yeah, going, going to say, and he'll find a bucket. Like, we don't have – it is kind of still by committee here. We've never – part of it's probably injuries, but we've never really established any kind of a pecking order here. We don't know who <clears> we're <throat> going to get – what we're going to get out of anyone. I mean, Wuga on Saturday shot, took, what, like five shots against Virginia Tech? Like, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. Um, like, and I, it's just – it's not – there's been no consistency from the players or from the coaches. And I think that's contributed to a lot of this. No consistency with rotation, no consistent, like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we, we literally had the, uh, you know, Casey, this is when, uh, when Bensley was still starting, Casey and George have established themselves as the seventh guy, you know, Watson's a fill in if someone's out. Within a week, it was like Nwoko and Chauvet were the first off the bat. It doesn't even make any sense. Whether or not, you know, KC should get minutes, I personally don't think so, not based on anything we've seen. You know, how can it go – how can it oscillate that wildly from, like, one one game to the next? Yeah. It doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. And I think that lack of consistency, you see it. It's, it's, it's one of the factors that contributes to turnovers. So I, I don't think it's been a good coaching job either. Obviously, the injuries didn't help. Um, a lot of the players are expected to step up have not. 
Yeah. I think someone mentioned it too in the comments. I can't, I'd have to, I think scroll up, but they were talking about, you know, Oh no, it's right there. It was Bryce UNC coming into the Watt pissed off after. Yeah. Getting upset by Clemson. Of course, you know, I feel like everything that could go wrong for us, even things that we can't control, like just somehow. Um, I don't think that matters to be honest. Cause I, I think, you know, we're not a good basketball team. Like it's just, it's, that's the reality of it. And so whether or not UNC, like if UNC had won, we'd be like, Oh man, they're on fire. They just be Duke and Clemson. They're going to kill it. Like, there's no glass half pulling any of the crap that's going on. If we don't come out and play really well, we're going to lose. Yeah. And frankly, if we play anything related to how we played against Virginia Tech, which was a win, we're going to lose. Yeah. Well, we we're not to, just going to lose. Yeah. We're going to need to elevate to a level we really haven't seen. And we're 100% out of yeah. the tournament. I mean, we're pretty much are anyway, just to, to like see where, like I said, we're not even like if you pull up a bubble analysis or we're not on it. Yeah. So first we have to play our way onto it and then play our way off it on the other side. So there's eight games left. Four of them are yeah. quad one opportunities, but you well, basically have to win all of it's, them. Well, so this is because this is what I'm getting at. Like there's people on Twitter saying like it's still technically possible possible and plausible are like two different things. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, this team is, I, I don't see it. Um, I'm looking forward to coming to see the ACC tournament with you, but not to watch basketball. I mean, it'll be, to, it'll be to see the end of the season. Yeah. That's, that's what it'll be. Um, no, I mean, look, look, Clemson was different last year than this year. Three scenarios different. If, it's not going to happen. Let's just put the cards yeah. on the table, right? If the Canes are to, were to win out, there are eight games left, that would include four quad one wins added to their resume. That would that means their net rating would all of a sudden be in like the 20s or 30s. All of a sudden, all the numbers would rise together. They'd end up only, they'd end up finishing in conference 14 and six. All of a sudden, you're in. Like, I mean, that's basically, that's not a problem. Now, Obviously, they're much more likely to go zero and four in those games than four and zero. Let's be real here. So, yeah. like, this ain't happening. But you know, I wouldn't. That's why you don't have to worry about about the bubble or, or anything. Because, like, look, if they win all these, even one more loss will do it. Like, you need to basically win all of these games. Because again, whatever happens, you know, they still were carrying bad losses. And yeah, Virginia would have been a quad one was a quad one game for us, but when you lose by twenty two, and it's the know, third game you lost by more than twenty, right? right? Right. So even the losses that you know are to good teams, like you lose at Kentucky, no shame in that. It is when you get blown off the court that matters. Yeah, you know, and then obviously a couple of bad home losses as well to FSU and Louisville. Um, so you those are all on your resume already. The only way. Um, the only way to um, to um, to make up for that is to win all four of those quad one games. It's just it's not gonna. Happen. They're not gonna go into UNC and win and go into Clemson and win, beat UNC and Duke at home. It's just not gonna happen. And um, 
And so um, he was trolling last night too. I've had it. Um, so don't jump on Miami shows and like rip into Miami teams. Like it's not useful. I remember you from last night. You know what I'm talking about. There you go. We're not COVID yeah, gets, has no patience. Um, I love it. Yeah, it was a two year fluke. You know, the Elite Eight in the Final Four was all fluky. Not Syracuse's 20% three point shooting, a three at the buzzer to beat us, right? Yeah. What was the fluke, dumbass? Anyway, um, let's talk about Coach L's behavior <laughs> on Monday. So basically, after the first time out of the second half, he sat on the bench by himself. And assistant coach handed him a laptop, which he was looking at. And then on every time after that, he just sat the bench by himself. What do you think's even going on there? <laughs> like seriously, I mean, what is that? He's not. He basically said, "I'm not coaching this team anymore." And so, like, I don't. I don't. What do you think you? Oh, man, with the I mean, from, about, well, <laughs> so obviously this way with just like an emotional reaction where he was just fed up. And he's like, "I'm done for the night." Or. Do you think he was actually yeah. some intentionality well, I, to it, or there might have been some intentionality? Like was there like I a mean, big picture thing, or I mean, it might. Maybe he's, you know, I've tried all these different things, not reaching to these guys. Maybe it was emotion, frustration. Maybe it was him trying to do something. I don't. But either way, it's just like, I mean. I get it, but like it's, I think it's a bad look as a coach. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you're, I think it's a terrible look. Um, I yeah, mean, you know, just... I mean, I mean, well, I mean, this is, this is all fine. It's unbecoming of the head coach. Look, you, your responsibility as the leader of the program is to stand in front of the shit performances, too. What he basically said is, these guys all are, I don't know what the hell they were doing. I'm going to go sit in the corner. No, it's your responsibility. You're in charge there. And the, you'd have the players huddling, talking to each other, whatever the hell was going on on the court, um, you know, to have him sit. Again, not a good look. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it's right for the head coach to be doing that. He should have been owning it a lot more than he did. Um, it's his program. Yeah. I just don't see how that helps the situation. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe you realize that this game is done and like moving forward, it sends a message, but like, I, I just don't think it's the right message, you know, essentially just giving up. Like I've never believed that it's, I don't know. And, and I think, um, <clears throat> You know, whether or not there was anything to even do at that point, because there wasn't, I mean, you know, the players were still taking it seriously. They were out on the court, you know, because the way, if, if you haven't been to our games or haven't noticed on TV, um, you know, they put the players' chairs out on the court. The five that are going the game sit down. Everyone else huddles around them. They were essentially doing that without the coach there. Yeah. So they were still, for better or worse, going through the motions, you know, the players were talking in the huddle. One of them was like giving the talk that the coach should be doing. I I, I just don't think that's good for anything. Like I, I think no. you, you gotta own it there. You know, throw the walk ons in. Well, 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 address the team in private. Like this is, yeah. I sat through that game. You can too, buddy. 
Like you're coaching the team, go coach the team. Like I, and I, and I don't know. Well, and like based on how the, the post game conference went too, like, I mean, it, to me, it kind of spoke to like, it was an emotion type thing. You know what I mean? Not like something that he was trying to do to, you know, get out of his players. Yeah, he's frankly way too old to be doing shit like that. Yeah. Like you gotta put you gotta check that and do your job. And be 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 bigger, be a bigger man than that. Like it is no, what it sure. is. We're, we're, I'm I'm sure he's frustrated. I'm sure he's like I'm sure about the, you know. About halfway through the second half, when Norch had tried the no look pass for the third time and it got stolen for the third time, he's just like, "What the hell?" and just feels like giving up. But you can't do that. You can't do that, man. You, you... <laughs> I would love to know what he was looking at on the laptop. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's it was an ugly game, and and I don't think he, I think he probably added to the ugliness a little bit. Oh, absolutely, and and I don't know. That's that's a look you want from your head coach, and I, and you know, for somebody's got to figure out how to connect with this team. You know, several of these players have been with him for a couple of years at least. So, I mean, these are his guys. Yeah, he kind of sold them out. To me, I I view that too as kind of like. Not my fault, not my problem. And it's like, dude, it's your team. It is your fault. It is your problem. 100%. It's not your fault players are getting injured, but I don't know. It was your fault for not not getting Jobe out of there when they were going on a 12-0 run and you just let him run it out with Wilga sitting at the scores table. That was your fault. Ah. Just from the perspective, I would love to know what was going through the players' heads when they saw their coach sitting on the bench, the laptop. What could he possibly have been looking at? I don't know. Is he watching a movie? Like, what was happening? <laughs> he, was, he was reading you live tweeting the game. <laughs> I hope he saw where I pointed out that they scored 19 points with backups in the game in the first half in nine minutes. I don't 49 points they scored. He's probably playing solitaire. I mean, I don't think he goes more advanced than that on the computer game, so maybe. Yeah, that's, I mean. Yeah. Cue the socks outro. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks.